0: answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH.
1: Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. And uh, we are here in the studio at this very moment, but it's not we're not in the studio live, number one. And
2: we are recording this. Uh, for a best of call, show. and the reason being, it's the day after Christmas, and don't you think we deserve a day off? Seriously, <laughs> don't you think that we have labored hard enough this year already that you want us to come into the studio the day after Christmas? Who wants us to come in the studio? Just talk in the hypothetical. Oh, so we're not in. We're this is a tape. We're going to play some of our best of um, these tape? are well, not, well digital. It's we've recorded it. (laughs) So was a tape. Well, we've been doing the show, by the way, we've been doing the
1: show long enough. We remember the tape. It was a tape. Remember the big reel to reel tape and they would cut and splice it. And then they got the fancy ads that were, they look, they look like eight tracks and they put the, they'd run the ads that stack them on top of each other.
2: Yeah. And the guy that actually was our producer would do like morning drive time on the, uh, on the uh, rock and roll stations. And then on the weekends, he'd come in to do our show.
1: He used to do one of those, when they call and call and prank people. Yes. This is before they, now they have to get permission before
2: they air something. But this is back in
1: the time when it used to be live and they would call somebody and prank them and ha ha ha. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, I don't know why we're talking about that, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. And
2: he interviewed Santa
1: for Christmas.
2: Oh, that's uh, right, one year. 25 years ago. It was, uh, you were out that day because your daughter was being My born. My first
1: child was born on uh,
2: Christmas Eve, 25 years ago. And uh, I did uh, the radio My show. My life has been going downhill with Santa, since. do we have tape of that? I hope not. Because if that goes out, awful. it's going to be bad for the business. I was asking, I was trying to fix Santa's financial situation as a. Uh, I was a relatively uh, young advisor at the time. (laughs)
1: Well, not only that, it's like, uh, it probably took us a couple years on the radio to the time we got to the point where just, I was talking to someone the other day, was in a different city, I said, you gotta be at the point where you're just totally comfortable with yourself. Like, don't try to be the best version of yourself on the radio. Just be
2: yourself. Right? I saved the best version of myself for home. Yeah. That's, what, uh, That's what the whole family says. <laughs> that Pat a, is such a wonderful man. A lucky, lucky my family. My dad is the best. <laughs> All right, so
1: <laughs> let's take some calls here. If you want to join this. us, 833-99-WORTH. We're talking with Holly. Holly, you're with Allworth Financial.
3: Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you, Holly. So um, I have kind of a two-fold question here. Um, A little bit of my story is I have three children. My oldest is 19. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. When I had my daughter, I was a single parent. Um, I didn't have anything to put back for her. Um, I was working two jobs just to pay the bill. So and that's the 19, now, that's
2: the 19 year old, your daughter,
3: that's the 19 year okay. old. So, you know, now she's having to pay and work her way through college, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, I that's kind what of told, I did. That's what I did. The, you know, I, I didn't save, but I I just could not. So now my question is, um, what can I do now for my four-year-old and my one-year-old so that we do have something when they do get to that college age? And then also, is there something I can start now, even though my daughter is 19, that, you know, would – crew interest over this, you know twenty thirty. We haven't
1: had a call like this in six six
3: weeks.
4: <laughs>
1: like someone thinking this about, like about a, the future. Not, like a normal <laughs> like yeah, like life is going to continue normally. This is the first norm- call like this in six weeks. Like I'm thinking about my my yeah, yeah, kids yeah. Uh, eighteen years from now. Yeah, not like I'm pulling my hair out because I got i am I'm yeah. I'm got four year old and one year old. I'm well, God bless you, time.
2: Holly, for uh, bringing some normalcy <laughs> yeah. back to this radio show.
1: <laughs> well, for the younger two. The the best savings vehicle, if you're particularly if you're thinking about having money for their education, is a uh, 529 plan. And a 529 plan that just comes from a tax code 529. What it enables states to do is set up retirement uh, college savings plans, and you can get them throughout most of the major mutual fund companies and brokerage firms will have these available for you. And the money goes in. You don't get any sort of tax deduction like you would say in a 401k or an IRA, but the money's grow tax deferred, so we're not—you don't have to—you don't get a ten ninety nine at the end of the year and have to report it on your income tax. It grows tax deferred, and if the money's used for education expenses, college and other um, trade schools and that sort of thing, all the interest and in any gains that is forgiven from income taxes. So it's a great
3: place so to it, save.
2: it acts just like a Roth. Okay, but the limits to the contributions are much much higher than a Roth, so. If you started savings on a monthly basis for that, perfect. I did it for my kids. I did it for mine. Um, We're actually, so I still have uh, three in college, uh, and we use those dollars for their education. And if if your children don't go to college, you can change the beneficiary from one child to another child, to grandchildren or whoever.
3: Okay, so now if they choose not to do the college route, and instead, work. Um, how? What, what? What else would
2: you recommend? Okay,
1: so that so it can. So it, the, those dollars could go to any other sort of trade school or any other sort of education for them. Uh, if instead, let's say, let's say as an example, you had you had saved ten thousand dollars over the year, and let's say it's, it grew to fifteen thousand by that time that whatever gain would be subject to income taxes plus a 10% penalty on the gain. And if your original deposits would still come back um, tax-free, of course.
2: So secondary to that, right? So if you're saying, well, what happens if they don't go to college, trade school, we don't spend it that way, I would use a tax-efficient investment portfolio. But I and, would, and, I would uh, do the 529 first. So
1: you can set up what's called a custodial account, a uniform transfer to minor, UTMA, UTMA, or UGMA, you might have heard those before. The challenge with those is the dollars become uh, the child's at age of maturity. In some states you can push to 21 or even 24, but it's eventually going to be theirs. Regardless. And I, I, I've i been doing this long enough. I've sat with clients who are saying, how do I hide these dollars from my son or my daughter because of their drug problem, and I don't want them to know that these dollars exist. (laughs) And so odds are that's not going to be your children because they're going to be they're such angels now. They're going to be just perfect at age 18 through 25. But um, if it were myself, I would not put money in my child's
2: name at, at that age. I'd keep it in my own name. And you can can and so tax efficient. You can buy an S and P 500 fund. It's relatively tax efficient. Keep it in your own name. But the 529 is by far uh, the preferred method. The
3: 529. Okay. Yeah.
2: And what state do you live in?
3: Pennsylvania.
1: Okay. So I would check if some states give you a tax break by if you contribute into that state's plan. So uh, just Google Pennsylvania 529 and see who the provider is for that state. If you get a tax deduction, you'll want to use that state's provider. And what happens, the states will team up with some investment company. Um, some investment companies are great and low cost, and some aren't. So if you don't get a tax break, then just look for—
2: So that, that addresses investment. your 4-year-old and your 1-year-old. Now, the 19-year-old, uh, there's lots of ways you could do it. If it's a responsible child, you can just gift money to uh, the children— and they can... Does she, she work at all?
3: She is working. hmm
1: So here's what I do for my... I've got uh, my uh, 24-year-old and a 22-year-old, and I contribute to their Roth IRA. So they both, when they have work, they have wages, which enables me to contribute to their Roth IRA. Uh, the Roth IRA, again, there's no tax break for the money goes in. It grows tax deferred. If they save it till their retirement, it's going to be all tax-free. If they choose to pull the money out ahead of time, uh, they can pull some of it out for the purchase of a first-time house, as an example. They could also um, take out all the contributions without incurring any tax. Let
2: me ask you a question, Scott. Do you? I do the same thing, but I give the money to my child and have them put it into the Roth. Do you no, put it directly no, into the I, Roth?
1: I should uh, make my kid be more responsible. Instead, I enable them and take care of their finances. And I do, <laughs> and, and and although I did have my son do his income taxes, I was going to do it. And I thought that's insane. I sat with him. I looked over his shoulder as he did the t- Turbo tax. How old is Blake? He's twenty-two.
2: 20. Oh, so appropriate, right? So the the idea behind that is to get them in the practice of actually saving. For retirement, so Pat's a better parent than <laughs> okay. I am. Well, well, no, but I'm not completely off. I ask for co- <laughs> I ask for copies of their statements of any money I give them, so that I make sure they're not actually spending it. But the Roth, I mean, the Roth IRA, Holly. Perfect, is, is, perfect is a, for the nineteen a, year yeah. old. Perfect, and I would have them buy the S and P five hundred. Um, yeah, I think my daughter
1: is a Target twenty sixty fund. Really? Yeah, twenty sixty. It's with a low cost provider. It's um, so it's, it's, it's so a small enough amount. It's not. It doesn't need a lot of management. Yeah, and it it's a little more. of It's total stock. It's
2: essentially total stock market. So uh, basically, when she's sixty five, is when you actually are managing the dollars for her to spend it when she's sixty five. Is that right?
1: Well, I hope she doesn't tap, tap. into the money before that. Yeah, but
2: anything can happen. Yeah, who knows. <laughs>
1: Right, as we've seen the last six weeks. Yeah,
2: but what a interesting uh, a 19-year-old, four-year-old, and one-year-old. Yeah. Does this help, Holly?
3: Yes, it, it does. It, it very much does, and I appreciate it. Like I said, my daughter's working now, but everything that she makes and everything we can contribute is going right to her college bill.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, and if she has a 401K where she works, that's, you, you would ask her to put the money in that.
3: Okay. Okay, yes, that has answered my question. And Holly,
1: you should be be proud of your 19-year-old daughter going to school and making a life for herself. Um, And college is, frankly, college is a luxury for many, particularly the kind of colleges that we have in the United States where you go and you live in the dorm, all that kind of crazy stuff. Um, Do not feel bad whatsoever the fact that you didn't have a bunch of money saved up for your daughter by the time she was.
2: (laughs) You're you're doing her... um you may be yeah. doing her a big favor, making her... i <laughs> no kidding.
3: Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: And let's go and
1: talk with Michael. Michael, you're with Allworth Financial.
4: Scott, Pat, thank you so much. Hey, um, I've got some money put away. Um, I'm going to retire here shortly out of the military, and I'm not going to need this money that I put away in, into the Thrift Saving Program 401k style. It's really for my wife. Um, she's She's quite a bit younger than I am. My question is, is that at 70 and a half, when they start forcing me to take that money, may I take that money, give it to my wife, and she puts it into like a Roth IRA or something because it's really for
5: her.
2: Yeah, y- yes, but, but 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 you don't have to wait till, by the way, it's 72 now uh, with the okay. change of the SECURE Act. But But if it makes sense to do it on the required minimum distributions, it may make sense to do it. Prior to the required minimum distributions,
1: maybe, but then you got tax consequences.
2: It may make sense. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Well, it depends
2: In on what your income is, sorry, and it depends on what your income will be under the required minimum distribution. So, if it's the same, uh, well, Scott, if it's the same tax rate at the RMDs as it would be on the non-RMDs, what's the, what, what, what what's, why wouldn't you do it?
4: This is why I'm calling you guys, and luckily I've already made an appointment with one of your people okay. to be able to come and talk to you guys.
1: Why would you—what are you stating, Pat? To take money out early? To convert to a Roth. No, convert no, some I'm to a Roth not, today.
4: I don't know why I'm taking it out early. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> That's why I'm calling.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> and, and not necessarily putting you your wife's name. You,
1: you couldn't—so to answer your question, the technical question, you cannot take money from your retirement account. And then put it in your wife's retirement account. You, and you
4: can't if correct. You pull but if it I out, take the cash distribution and I give it for the cash to my wife, yeah, she can do whatever she wants with the well, cash. She can't.
1: Correct? She cannot contribute it to a Roth IRA unless she has earned income.
2: That's,
4: uh, and, yeah, you NCC, and you can't. And you can't.
2: I'll have her retired too. Yeah, got. It. And you can't re- convert a required minimum distribution to a Roth, but you can convert. But money you can, you, but you can 72? certainly
1: earmark the dollars. So right now you're in a thrift savings plan, four fifty-seven. It's got a beneficiary on it. You've got your wife listed as primary beneficiary. You're concerned something happens to you, money goes to her. Then you hit age 70, seventy-two, and you're like, dang, I got to take some money out. I really want this to money be for my wife. You can you can literally have it so it's money transfer from your retirement account to a non-retirement account. You could have it either set up in the name of your family trust, so it automatically goes to her. Uh, or, or, you, or you can have it set up on a, what's called a transfer at death account. So it automatically – or the account can just be a joint account of which she's a joint owner. Owner, So you pass away and the assets automatically go to her. And, and a step up in basis. So there's lots and lots of different choices. And you live in California, which is a community property state. So technically uh, – well, how, how many years have you been married?
4: Oh, for 18 years. Okay. What's mine is hers.
1: There we go. So, community property <laughs> state, she has rights to half that account anyway.
4: So, well, it's, it's really for her. We're going to leave here. But again, I made an appointment with your people, mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds to me like I definitely need to see them.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. So, so, you threw out one scenario, and we gave you four or five different alternatives to that scenario based upon what you're trying to achieve. Right. Yeah, and I don't want to do it on my own. That, well, yeah. some would, like, people... we make mistakes. We're laymen. Well, some, some people could do it on their own, but where. The danger is those that think they can and can't. Yes. There's <laughs> uh, a yeah. lot of those too. Yeah, we see that. So yeah. yes. we appreciate the call.
1: Now we're talking with Luke. Luke, you're with Allworth Financial. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? We're doing great. Thank you. I've been better, so... Luke.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> been a rather rough uh rough year for all of us i think i think yeah. you're right yes yes
2: yes how can we help you
5: so to put it into simple terms i'm pretty young i'm around uh i've i've been out of college for a couple years now i have no debt whatsoever and i have around 45 about forty five thousand in liquid cash and i'm not sure what to do with it I know the stock market is going up and down. I've already put about eleven into that, uh, eleven thousand into what? And I'm just into stock market. Yeah,
2: what what would you buy?
5: Um, about four thousand went into a uh, a money a, a money. Uh, it was a, it was more of a mutual fund. Okay, which I'm not which has not performed very well. I bought that over the course of a long time. Okay. but recently I put about four and a half into individual stocks anything from disney to a chance on southwest etc okay how old are you about 26
2: and what do you do for a living
5: i work at a tree service company in northern california
2: and you graduated from college
5: yeah i went to uc davis got a managerial economics degree and got two emphases with that
2: uh,
1: just on a side note, are you, are you guys doing much contract work with um, PG and E and the clearing of the electrical lines?
5: Actually, yes. Uh, we are a subcontractor for a company called uh, ArborWorks. Okay. Um, which is a rather large uh, yes. tree service industry, or I mean, company within a. Uh, well, just California. I but I, 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 tr- I
1: trimmed trees as a young man. I was a climber and had my own little business for a
2: couple of years, one of those little small
5: businesses. Really? Yeah. Okay. There is, he, <laughs> my l- previous
2: life. Lu- Luke, before we go any further, Liz, uh, I'm impressed uh, already uh, by you, right? Yeah. I, have you- I mean, you're, you've saved all this money. You've got a college degree. You're out working in a trade, which, by the way, um, is uh, – Unbelievably profitable business. This tree trimming. Uh,
5: well, with the
2: utility
1: clearings and
2: all so that. Yeah, right? it is. It's it's big business. It, um,
5: it gets really profitable once you get once you get into uh, some or residential and stuff like that. Utility gets a little bit more tough. Yeah, well,
2: they're, they're the, the margins are the margin. It's more, more competitive. But yeah. so I, th- it, I
1: think Luke yeah. probably understands the with his <laughs> masters from Davis. <laughs> And working in the tree trim business probably understands the economics better than you do. At the tree yeah, <laughs> right, fair.
2: So, what's your question for us? So you've got this forty five grand. You've invested some in the market,
5: right? And um, so, currently, I have very few expenses. I happen to live with my aunt, um, and so I pay for rent in terms of work around the house. And uh, every once in a while, I buy I'll buy some home improvement um, items and stuff like that, and help her out. Uh, so. As it stands right now, I have very few expenses. I have 10% of my income going into a Roth uh, just to catch up because I was rather slow on getting on that. You are 26, Uh,
2: by the way. (laughs) I
5: was kind of slow. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm a weird person, but here we are.
1: Um, well, it's it's better this this weird than the kind of weird that you you called and said you have forty five grand in
5: credit card
2: debt, which wouldn't be unusual. Oh
5: no, I feel so bad when I when I know people that just racked up the debt right out of marriage or right out of yeah. high school, and it's so sad. Well, I'm you can so only live
2: you can only live your journey, right? <laughs> uh, you're not theirs. So right. uh, but here's the uh, well. Let's ask him. Do you want to buy a house at some point in time, or?
5: Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. The answer is yes. Uh, I hope. I hope to buy a house within three years. Okay, uh, probably more towards the three to five, but three is would be nice. Uh,
1: and what so other? So, trying to, what, I'm tra- what other? I mean, part of savings really comes down to is what do you want these dollars to do? So, if you said, "I I, I save money because I don't like spending it on anything, and I have no idea what I'm going to do with it, and I might die with millions and leave to charity because I can't figure out how to spend money," there are people like that. That would give. That would. That would. It will yield to one sort of advice.
2: Yeah.
1: If you call and say, like you're saying now, I'd like to buy a home in about three years. That's a completely different type of investment thing. And then, so the question is: do you, Are there some other financial goals that you have?
5: Um, financial goals. I do. I. I well, one. I always want to make more money. Um, just from a. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm. I'm probably. Um, probably going to end up marrying this girl, uh, who's who's uh, still in college right now, but once she gets out, um, I don't trust that her industry will make um, a particularly large sum of money. So I'll probably be the primary breadwinner. And if that's going to be the case, I want to make sure to manage my money in such a way that, she can be the discretionary spender and all will be. The, By the way,
1: uh, if it doesn't work out with her, I've got a 24-year-old. <laughs> I know, I know. She's thinking, beautiful.
2: I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking oh, the same thing. Yeah, we thing. both we both have a college graduate uh, daughter. So. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. What a nice son-in-law. Um Isn't that strange man, that, 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 that we're at that point him. in our life where we're actually shopping for her, our daughter's husband? We <laughs> wish we could shop for him.
1: I think they have some say in the matter. Well. He, and how much do you have in your Roth?
5: Um, it that's a good question. I'm not 100% sure. I would have to double check Okay. Okay. And what about
1: are you do you have a 401k available through your employer?
5: Um support? no. No. They how don't many how employees do
2: you have at the company or at the company?
5: Um a little less than um a little less than just ballpark it. A, a little – around a little less than 50, okay. 40, so depending. The,
2: you should have a 401k at your company. And by the way, uh, if you don't, uh, the state of California will mandate it uh, coming up here in the next year. Next
1: year. And uh, is it next year? There's oh, also
2: okay. – there's some changes in the 401k rules where
1: – It'll be a lot easier for employers to offer in beginning in 2021. But anyway, so we're still in so, 2020. So
2: here's what you want to do. You oh, wanna, I didn't know that. You have a, a f- yes. a, if you have a company, a savings plan like 401k, you want to put the maximum in. You want to fund the Roth IRA to the maximum. If I were you, I would buy all equities. I in the Roth. In the Roth. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about the market gyrations or anything because you don't care no. what happens day to day. You just want to know what it's going to be when you're 60 or 65 years of age, which, by the way— uh, you have a lot of runway in front of you. Uh, and the cash, I would actually put in a high-yield uh, savings savings account. Course. And I would go, what's the name of that website? Um,
1: Bankrate.com. Bankrate.com. And dot here's com. why. If you, for long-term financial security, first of all, your best, the way you're going to make money, Luke, and increase your net worth, is not by picking stocks or, frankly, even investing in the stock market. It's going to be through your career. Right? So the better you can, the more value you can add at the marketplace, that's going to have a direct correlation to your your wealth. And then, uh, which you, it sounds like you've already been on that track and you will continue on that track. Uh, and then really, uh, home ownership is a bedrock for solid financial planning. It, it just really is because you find people get later in life. Those right now that are 60 years old, and their home's paid off. They don't worry about the same thing that someone that's renting an apartment That's or correct. a house. That's correct. Right. Right, so we love the concept of home ownership, even though it's got its own issues. I just think, from a financial standpoint, we've seen thousands of people, and so okay. So, Luke, if you were Scott's
2: son-in-law, but I would clearly say
1: there's no there's no sense taking risk with that with your cash savings if we're going to be using it to buy a house in the next, and it might
2: not be three years. It actually may be a year or two years because you may see home prices actually. Uh, come down here in the next 6 to 9 months wouldn't surprise me at all would would it surprise you if home strong no, 10 to not. 15% or 20%
5: no i expect i expect there to be a, a surplus of uh a surplus of homes in the market right so it, then the, we so if
1: you have the if you've got some cash set aside, so here's what the challenge would be. let's say you say uh, stock prices are down, the market's down again today I'm going to go buy these stocks. The next thing you know most of your cash is invested whether it's an s p 500 fund or individual securities and then it's two years down the road the economy's the governor's still telling you you can't do this and that the economy's still uh, in a the doldrums and you're thinking, oh man, there's this great house that's just come on the market. I can get it for a phenomenal price. And you go to get your forty-five grand, and your forty-five grand's worth thirty-five grand. So it because the, you invest your time, for the time. Your
2: time horizon's not long yeah. enough. So if you go to bankrate.com, you'll see some of the highest yielding savings accounts, FDIC insured. That's where you want to put the bulk of the money.
5: Current currently, the bulk of the money, around forty-ish of it, is in forty-ish um, is already in um, high high yield savings in uh, Ally.
6: Yeah, perfect. Oh, perfect. Perfect.
5: So right. you're doing I,
2: the right thing? I, I use the same bank. You're doing the right thing? Uh, you're, you're 100%. You wasted your time calling our show.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to think it's a waste of time. He's it's, joking. It's different perspective. He's joking.
2: <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I,
1: Luke, appreciate the call. And now we're going to take a quick break, and we'll hear some more best of calls.
0: Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast.
1: Welcome back to Allworth Financial. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. Let's head straight to the calls because this is best of calls as uh, we are not live in the studio uh, this week. We're starting off talking with Larry. Larry, you're with Allworth Financial.
6: How you doing, guys?
1: We're fantastic, Larry. How are you doing?
6: Good, good, good. My question today is about uh, the, chari- the 2020 charitable contributions uh, part of the CARES Act. Um, I, uh, I I I was thinking that this was going to be a, a real benefit to me, and I don't uh, see it uh, as much as as, as what uh, the hype kind of initially was for it. Uh, it kind of said that. Uh, we were going to have, uh, the, the, that it was not going to, there was no limit on, on how much you could uh, contribute now. And uh, it was going to help you on your taxes a little more.
2: So what so, were you trying to, what um, were you trying to achieve?
6: Well, what I was thinking was that I was, I, I am I do not, I'm not able to itemize my deductions. And I guess I was hoping that my charity, which means a lot of my charitable contributions did Do not uh, benefit me from a a tax standpoint
2: how old are you
6: and uh, I am 60 I just retired about a year ago
1: and how much would you like uh, to give on an annual basis
6: well I I typically give between four and five thousand dollars a year
2: and what's your income
6: Uh, and 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 you know I don't have any medical deductions I don't have a home mortgage I don't have are you married Job yeah, we file we file jointly, so so you know we get uh, twenty four thousand four hundred dollars on the standard deduction. So, um, what's your what's it's, your it's,
2: what's what's your family income in uh, retirement?
6: We make yeah in retirement we make um, combined. My wife and I make uh, right around a hundred thousand dollars. So one thing I, you could I, I make a six. six Go
1: ahead. If you have the cash, one thing you could do, and this is a strategy that a lot of people employ that I do take advantage of the strategy, is you could have a set up what's called a donor advised fund. And a lot of the big firms, Fidelity's got one, Schwab's got one. And it's almost like a it's almost like your own family foundation. Right, so what you can do, in fact,
2: you can name it anything you want. Yeah, you could call it the Tom's family or the Larry's family foundation. So you could call it Tom, but it wouldn't make any sense. And here's how this
1: works: you put the money into the fund. (laughs) You put the money into the fund, and you get a, you're you're able to deduct that year what you contribute, but you don't have to give it to the charities that year. You can dole it out over a period of time. So, as an example, you could say, "I'm going to contribute twenty thousand dollars to this fund." In 2020, then once the money's in the fund, you can distribute four to $5,000 a year over the next four years to your charities. So what you've done is you've oh. you've bunched, for your own personal tax planning, you've bunched your contribution into one tax year, but for the charities, you probably in all likelihood, you probably don't want to give them all the money at once because then they'll spend it and they'll come back to you for the next year for more. And you'll say, wait, I just gave you four years worth. And they're like, well, that was yesterday. This is today. Come on, Larry, cough it up.
2: So <laughs> to take that one step further, if, do you have a brokerage account outside of an IRA or 401k that has any appreciated stocks or, or mutual funds in it?
6: Yes. Yes, so, we so, do. So take yeah. it one yeah. step
2: further and you actually gift those to this, charitable account right and you get a deduction for the face value and you never actually recognize any of the gain on it so if i was your financial advisor sitting down with you we'd say okay let's first of all determine how much we should give and then what we should give so you might decide that you have you know a bunch of money in cash that you decided this year you're going to gift fifty thousand dollars into a charitable or maybe
1: it's in Procter and Gamble stock or whatever right i mean maybe right? you've got some we don't know your yeah. overall situation but
2: and you say well pat yeah. i didn't really want to sell that stock i could turn around and buy that stock the day i give it away and move my cost basis up at the same time giving the same amount of stock to a charity so i see what you you were benefited by this this cares act you were benefited with the I proper th- tax planning
6: and, and that is that is part of the CARES Act, all this that you just described. Well, well, the
2: limits are. The limits on what
1: you can contribute because it used to be capped at, uh, well, still appreciated securities is taxed at is capped at 30% of your adjusted gross income, but cash assets above that is up to 100% of your income. Where it used to now, be capped at 50%. Per- 60. It was 50, then the last act changed it to 60. Uh, but- you could use a combination. This is a great planning. This is a great planning year for you, Larry. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. You've got you've got a number what? of options, and this is wow. something like this is is a they, these charitable um, uh, donor advice funds are perfect for someone like
2: yourself. I've used one for the last twenty years. Twenty years.
1: Really? Yeah. How long have you? I used one? my. Uh, probably close to it as well. Long time. And, and
2: and it gives money, making giving money to charity makes it even easier because you don't have to even write a check. You just go online and put in the tax ID number and it fires it off.
1: And most of the time it'll find the tax. You just put the charity's name in there and it pulls it right up it from the list. makes it so
2: easy. In fact, once you do it, you... The only thing is, like, if you go to every church Sunday and they pass the basket, you, you don't, don't throw the envelope. You don't get to throw it in an empty envelope and pretend.
6: Uh, <laughs> all right, I can get away with that. I can be good with
1: but, that. But, but you know, the nice thing about it, and I was, I'm, is, I mean, so it sounds like you want to be good stewards with your money. You want to participate by giving some to money to your, to your charities, uh, and you want to do it over a period of time. And because you're thinking, I don't want to give it all at once, because the reality is, if you give it all at once, they still have needs the following year. And you want to be able to be there to participate and help in those funds that these that's what that's what these accounts are designed for
2: my wife and i fund ours about once every 4 years and then we dole it out to right? charities that, that yeah depending on what's no, happening have- and yeah correct and i use it as a time to rebalance my portfolio as well give some
6: appreciated securities wow.
2: right so that
6: is a great idea
2: a good advisor I- a good adv- you you might want to go it alone or you might want to actually get a good tax person or a good advisor to help you.
1: Well, I would at least run this by some other people before you pull the trigger on it.
6: Well, and I, I actually mentioned this to my financial advisor, and she didn't have a whole lot to say. So I probably will go back with this idea to her and see what she says.
2: All right. Uh, actually, so uh, you should ask her for the clip off this. Um, anyway.
6: I will. Good I luck. Know, I definitely want to. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This All was right. a great idea. I appreciate it. All right. I appreciate it. Good,
2: good planning opportunity. Appreciate here. the call, Larry. Thanks, Larry.
6: Thank you, sir.
1: Bye. Next, we're in Rockland talking with Scott. Scott, you're with Scott Hanson and Pat McLean of Allworth Financial.
7: Hello. How are you doing? Great. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I uh, love your show. I've been listening forever and uh, you. appreciate you getting me in. Wish you guys were still doing two hours, but I understand for personal reasons, it's probably nicer <laughs> doing one.
1: We haven't done two-hour radio program in years. several years.
7: Years. Well, we had what? We had a year Gally we act. did
1: a year we did three hours,
2: and which is like an hour I, past. I, the I don't.
1: Time. I don't know how guys or gals do a radio show every.
7: Some do it every
2: day for three hours. I don't know how they do it. But yeah. So that's like okay. two hours past my attention span. But what can we do for yeah. you? Well, I
7: enjoy you guys. I Thank listen you. to you on podcasts when I don't get you on Saturdays and I'll review us, please. <laughs> uh, I, I will. I'll make sure I get thank on you. and <laughs> do the do the five star review. Uh, what did you say last the other week? You had three or four reviews total. I'll bump yeah. you up by twenty percent, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We're not. A, we're actually not allowed because of our industry. We cannot ask for positive reviews. We can't. Yeah, but we can't say like us on Facebook. Yeah. we could say connect yeah. with or something. We can't say like, like us. us. But so, but, well, isn't that funny. But so, if you go on there and do a review or give us a battery,
1: I, just give us an honest review. I, you don't want I, a bad I, I, review, Scott. Why would you say that? He just said he loved us. He's not going to give us a but bad review. But he's
2: more than him or listening to this show. Oh.
1: Don't please don't give us a bad review.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, what can we do for you, Scott? Please, actually. No.
7: Uh, well, actually here, let me say it. Anybody listening, please don't give them a bad review. They're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. There. Thank
2: you. Now that we got the marketing out of the way, what can we do for you? <laughs>
7: So I'm, as some of your other callers have said in the past, the sandwich generation. Um, I have older parents um, having issues. I've got kids. I'm two years away from having two kids in college. My sister has two kids in college, and my parents, who used to have a comfortable upper middle class life, are now living on Social Security alone. Wow. Um, Yeah. they're living on about 3,300 a month. Luckily, they own their home, but they live in a in a home that has um, property taxes, obviously, and also has a uh, uh, HOAs involved. So their cost of living there is about 800 bucks a month. The value of the homes, is yeah. probably 325, 330. Um, How old are they? Yeah, uh, he's turning 70. What? 78 or 77 this year? 78 this year. And my mom's going to be 76 this year. Um, uh, They've lost most of their assets in 07 and due to some other issues. And so the things they have left is life insurance. And my mom's been servicing their life insurance policy. Um, Unfortunately, she was allowing my dad who had dementia um, take care of them. And one of them ended up lapsing for lack of payment because he forgot to pay it. And his health is turned. Did they send a Uh, –
1: usually usually there's some sort of reinstatement period on these. Yeah,
7: and – It was beyond that. We tried.
2: um, And there was no cash value
7: in it whatsoever. Don't know. Um, I, I'll, it's identical to the policy I'm calling about now. Okay. They have two of them. All right. So, um, and it was just like a year and a half ago, two years ago, this happened. We went back and forth with them. They wanted medical records and all this stuff that would have been just insurmountable to try and get on my father. Got it. Um, California doesn't provide for a okay. statement so due what, to medical.
2: What's the medical. Um, what's the question on the existing life insurance policy?
7: Okay, so he's had this policy since April of 85. It is a, um, they call it a, what, what kind of policy? I'm sorry, I just had it. It's by uh, Voya company's Universal Life
1: or Whole Life or Universal Life.
7: It's called, they've got a, I just had it, sorry. How much is the Um, death benefit on it? It's $100,000. It's a designer life plus is what they're calling it. And is
1: there, ooh, designer, I like that.
7: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is there any and cash the value in it? There is a there's a loan for 14,400, so the payoff is 85. Um they sent her a letter apparently in 2016 saying that the cost of insurance was going yeah. up and yeah. that she needed yeah. to pay more, yeah. and she didn't. She yeah. continued to pay the amount she was used to paying. Yep. Yeah. There is currently an uh, accumulated value in it of about Fifteen thousand. Let me get to that page. Uh, beginning accumulated value and fourteen nine sixty three is the ending accumulated value. But then there's also the loan for fourteen four eighty. Uh-huh. just get some. Net,
1: let me get some and clarity. And
7: cash. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: As your major question here today is how do I? How are we going to help our parents? Uh,
7: yeah. In the so they've okay. sent, they They've sent her a bill. Uh, for the arrearages on the payments um, of about almost fourteen hundred dollars, yeah. don't really in have interest to pay on that. the yeah, and in wh- the interest is a six seventy six. So we've got to come up with two, a little over two grand to keep it current.
0: And, so you've got to... Um, here,
1: so here's I'm thinking of, you've got a, a couple options in front of you. All right here's with this life insurance, you could do a couple different things. One is you can k- keep this thing going until the day your pa- your father passes away. Okay, it'll be a hundred thousand dollars there, and then it's like. Let's figure out how we're gonna do this. Two, uh, you can sell this policy. Someone would buy it from you.
2: It would be It would actually you would actually get some Oh yeah, you get you'd, some cash you'd for you get it. some cash for this. And what happens is the person that buys the policy then becomes the beneficiary and the owner of the policy, and they're responsible for paying off the loan and making the premium yes. payments to keep it in force. They get their return when your father passes away. But insane. is the
7: viaticals I've heard you talk about in the yeah. Past. yeah, yeah. Well,
1: well, we say don't don't invest in these life settlement companies or viatical companies. That doesn't mean there's – There <laughs> isn't a market yeah. to sell into. Got, yeah, and if you've got a good policy to find someone to buy it from you. So that's
2: – But tell us about yourself. Can you afford to make the premium payments on this?
7: Um, so my sister and I have gone through um, her bills, and we've actually lowered some bills that she's paying and, and made it possible for her to be able to make up the difference. You when you say um, her, you mean your sister or your mother? My mother. She has got enough she's got enough to make Is it. your dad They're ill? Living.
2: He's got dementia. He's
7: got dementia and he's um, barely ambulatory. Okay. And so he, don't he has, sell the
2: policy. Don't
7: sell the policy. Do everything you
1: can to keep the policy enforced. Do not let this thing lapse. Yes. And you can
7: you
2: so can ask the company to do it uh, what do they call it? Enforce ledger. Uh, in serve, in uh, what well, I call it midstream, but there's a different name for it.
7: It, they they did just recalculate it out, and they said that five fifteen a month will make it current and cover everything. I guess or something like that. I haven't seen that alive. document yet. But you
1: might be able to pay less and still keep the policy alive. I know. You might want to just yes. figure out what's the absolute bare minimum that we can pay to keep this policy in force. Yeah.
7: Well, um, at the very least I think we're going to have to pay the 2000 is what I'm getting. Okay. So that they can they can walk you through that. The point being is
2: even if you had to lower the distribu the, your contributions to your company 401k or your sister mm-hmm. did, this is do not let this thing lapse. No.
7: Right? Okay. Don't let this thing lapse at all. Okay. Um you Yeah, and that we we've been looking at this all along as my mom's retirement yep. for, yeah. you know, cause my, my dad's been in poor health for a long time. And this was always kind of like when he leaves, this is how he's going to take care of yep. her. And they already lost the one that was identical to this.
1: And have you, have you considered a reverse mortgage on yeah, this home? So thank you, Scott.
2: That's where I was going to go it, with it. it
7: it's been, it's been mentioned. Um, it's been discussed. We're trying to hold off on doing any of that because there's no long-term care. There's no other, um, There's no other assets in place, and so we're trying to hold on to the one remaining asset she has um, and preserve it as long as possible because we don't know what's going to happen with him. We don't know if he's going to have an issue.
1: If you and your sister can help out with some of the cash flow needs over the next year or two, I would probably do that. If it would be a financial burden for you or your sister and or your sister, um, I might do a reverse mortgage now. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah. That- and it doesn't mean you're giving up. Can, can, just think of it like a loan on the house. Think of it like a home equity loan. And you get construction so you have a, a line of credit to draw up against. So you don't have to pull it all out. And that you just don't, instead of making the interest payments, the interest just accrues on itself. So over time, the loan gets larger. But presumably, the value of the home will get larger over time. So uh, that whatever equity is, in, is there, it's still your your mom's equity. And she eventually passed away. If there's still equity there, it goes to the kids. So it can really.
2: Um, and there's just there's just you and your sister, correct? Correct. Okay.
7: And our spouses, which we have to we have to, you know, negotiate with <laughs> oh, as well. Oh, them? Yeah,
2: I get that. <laughs> oh, those people. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. We- oh, listen, I I understand. <laughs> I come from a family of five children, and we uh, took care of my between siblings and then spouses of trying to
1: just figure out who's gonna. Uh, who's
2: yeah, gonna, it's not
1: yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, so a a reverse mortgage uh, fixes that. It would fix that.
7: Well, as a student of the Hanson McLean School of Finance, I generally uh, uh, accept that as a as a reasonable last ditch kind of thank effort, you. But thank my, you. Good enough. My, good enough. My, my my sister and my uh, my spouse may be on different pages with that, so I'll have to work that. Well, that's uh, why.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, so yeah, yeah, and it's uh, by the way, Scott, it's all worth it. Is now the all oh, no, new no grants but like, anyway, <laughs>
2: good, good, good luck to you. Thanks for the call, yeah. Scott.
1: Don't, yeah, don't do everything you can to keep that policy in force, one hundred percent. And uh, talk to the insurance company and figure out what is the minimum that we can pay, uh, even order. if it's going to go up year by year. You're fine with that. You don't you don't need to have a level to the time he's scheduled to pass on mortality wise. What's the very minimum to keep the thing in force
8: for the next year? All right.
1: Next, we're talking with. Trevor, Trevor, you're with Allworth Financial.
8: Hey, Scott and Pat. Um, thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, I've blender. been looking at you guys for years. Um, I kind of consider myself to be the self-appointed president of your unofficial fan club at this point. Uh, well, I'm thank you. Wow. You guys.
2: Listen, that is – I've always wanted a fan club <laughs> with more than one member be, <laughs> that being me. Well, made. you know,
6: right
8: – Right now, it's just me, but we're we actively recruiting. So Okay. Well, Bruce, good luck on that. Good luck to
2: you. <laughs> what can we do for you?
8: Yeah, so here's my situation. Uh, I'm 35. I'm married. No kids. Um, we're fortunate to have two incomes. Um, but here in a couple of weeks, I'm actually going to be leaving uh, behind a 10-year career in the federal government to go into a private venture with a partner. Um, So for a period, is this a business
1: you're starting? You say private venture with a partner. Is this something that's already going on, or you're starting something new?
8: Uh, We're we're starting something new. Good for you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So for about probably six to twelve months, um, I'm probably going to have little to no income. Um, So our household income is going to be reduced by probably about sixty percent. And kind of looking at some of the financial decisions to make um, surrounding that, I wondered if it was a good time to maybe take advantage of um, some Roth conversions. With our tax deferred accounts. Yep. Um, so when I started looking into that, though, there, there's a lot to consider and it's a little intimidating. Um, our, our time horizon, you know, we're probably not going to retire for about 25 years. Uh, we are are already um, relatively tax diversified with our savings. Um, I would be have to move some some funds out of my federal thrift savings plan into something with possibly higher fees. Um, So there's a lot to consider. And so I was just curious if you guys thought that was a good idea. And if so, potentially, you know, how much should I look at moving and and how should I go about doing it?
1: I 100% think it's a good idea. You made the comment of moving from the thrift savings to something with higher fees. I disagree with that. You You can get ETFs that are just as rock bottom price. So you can actually, you can build the same portfolio. With really low fees
2: and actually have a much more a broader selection inside of an IRA than a TSV. But
1: it's all, this is all predicated upon what your overall family income is for
2: 2020,
1: come December 31st of 2020
2: and 2000, possibly 2021, because you said you didn't expect any revenue on this thing for nine months.
8: Well, you know, I'm just kind of projecting. I mean, I would, on the safe side, I think you know, six months to a year without any,
2: you know, real measurable income.
8: Uh, it could be sooner than that, or it could take longer. So yeah. So I'm what's not 100% but certain, let,
1: yeah. but what's your what's your family income going to be already for 2020? When you got your wife's going to be working yep. the full year, you've got more than half a year.
8: Sure. So so right now, our annual income, as it stands right now, is about 210 thousand per year. Um, and then as soon as I leave my job, that's going to drop to about 85000 annually. So uh, somewhere in the middle, I guess, for 2020. Yeah, so
1: 140000 Yeah, 150000 probably yeah, for the year.
8: right
1: there. So, and you live in California? Or what state are you in? Uh,
8: we're currently in Maryland. We'll probably be okay, moving Maryland. back to California at some point. Uh,
1: what's the tax, uh, state income tax like
2: in Maryland? Top uh, rate.
8: I'm, uh, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. I think it's on par with California. It's relatively high tax.
2: So... Uh, I would defer the decision till December, and then I'd probably do projections out to 2021 to see what uh, you thought the income looked like in 2021. But I wouldn't make a decision now. I wouldn't make it until the end of December. My guess is that you'll probably, if you end up doing it, you'll do it in 2021. Do you have much cash out Outside the challenge,
1: part of the challenge is when you do a Roth conversion, you got to pay the taxes now. So, the taxes have to come from somewhere. So, it either comes from money that's in your retirement account, which negates some of the point of it, or it comes out of some money you've got saved up somewhere. And if at the time when you're starting a new business, you, to- you want that
2: cash, yeah.
8: Usually. And so, our cash, so we have about forty thousand dollars cash. I mean, we have a brokerage account. Um, with about 90000 in it, and there's very little gain in there. So um, I'd, I'd consider if, if I were going to do it, I guess I would have to take the cash from one of those two That's
7: buckets. That's
2: right. So one hundred and thirty k in cash. So here's what – so here's I, – I, I'm going to speak for Scott because he looked at me, and I'm like, I know what Scott's thinking. Scott's thinking that opening a business is really, really difficult, and you're going to run into some headwinds that you did not expect that may require cash. And the objective of opening in the business is to grow your net worth and, and or lifestyle around what you want to do. And that $130,000 in cash, if you do a Roth conversion and give it to the government. Or some of it. You're not getting any of it back.
1: Is that what you were thinking, yes. Scott? So you're thinking. That and if, you're, if, if your income, taxable income from the year was going to be 40000 or seventy thousand, and you are clearly in a twelve percent marginal tax bracket.
2: Then it's a no brainer. Well, that's why I said you wait till December, and then you, and then my guess is you're not going to do it for two thousand twenty, but you may do it for two thousand twenty-one. But, but you hope not
1: to. I mean, I'm hoping your right. business I is going. I hope that you make so dang
2: much money that you don't, um, you you can't afford to do it. Chances are, right? I
1: here's what I, I would worry about this come November. I would give it no more thought. I'd spend that energy figuring out how we're going to
2: make money in the business. Okay, and so I did have a question for you, Trevor. I think that's good advice. I assumed you you're vested in your ten years with the federal government. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Perfect. That's all I wanted to make sure. You said you were a devotee of the plan. You knew how important that vesting was at ten years of the federal government. So.
8: Yeah. And um, yeah, that was why I chose to, to stay right out to, to, to 10 years.
1: Yeah. Well, you're a poster child for a good financial planning. I mean, call, us, call us, call us. Good luck with your business. I think that's great. Call I us mean, at any time. It's, We've, it's, and frankly, when we started Handsome McLean, I was married, no kids. It's an easier time when you've got a spouse bringing in an income. Well, that is a, about all the time we have for our best of calls. I hope you've got something um, useful out of these calls This is our last show of the year, but uh, as a Christmas present to us, we are asking a favor of you. If you listen to this program or listen via podcast, please go to your podcast provider and give us a rating. If you can.
2: Preferably. If you can. Some, some. Platforms don't allow you to rate.
6: Okay, down.
1: fair enough. So if, if you you're platform, not not
2: if you're not technically able to. <laughs> God, if you can't, <laughs> <Well>, we <have, laughs> I have no hands. <laughs> well, that's not nice of you. Well, <laughs> well, that's like when it's mean well, it I can't. Okay, listen. <laughs> we assume that you could give us a rating in some form or fashion. Yes, and it'd be it would be nice of you. And the reason is, the higher the ratings, the higher the show. The higher the show, the more people listen. The more people listen. Uh, The better it is for us personally. My
1: my dad said to me, Scott, why do companies always have to keep growing? I mean, (laughs) why do they always have to grow?
2: (laughs) Well, that didn't sound like your dad. This would be your first, uh, this was your first holidays without your dad. Yes. I loved your dad. Well, thanks. I did too. (laughs) So, anyway,
1: enjoy the rest of your 2020. I think we're all looking forward to a fresh year next year. This has been All Worth Financials Money Matters.